This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. I'm your host, Anna Hawkin. I'm part of the team here at Parenting for Faith, and I'm so glad that you have chosen to be with us. Uh, We are going to be talking today about joining in with what God is doing. Now, this is idea nine from my new book, Being God's Child, A Parent's Guide, which is out on the 21st of July. And we have the wonderful Jade Farmer from Tear Fund's Youth and Emerging Generations team talking to us about this. She's got some great examples, some really practical ways to get involved. So we're going to be hearing from her in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to invite you to come along to our pop-up small group on decision making on the 11th of July. Now, if you haven't been to a pop-up small group before, it's super, super easy. Uh, There's no ongoing commitment. You just log on to Facebook Live on the 11th of July at 8pm. And Rachel Turner is going to be sharing with us how to talk to our kids about making decisions. Now, some of those might be massive decisions. It might be about... Uh, what job to do and who to marry or whether to go on a certain trip, all sorts of things. But actually, our children and young people have millions of decisions to make throughout their day about whether to watch something, whether to make a certain comment, whether to be friends with someone, whether to go to a party, all the different things. And we really want God to be the person that is guiding their decisions. And we want to equip them to be able to do that without us when we're not around as they grow up and go through life as well. So that's going to be a really, really helpful session. Um, You can just come along on your own. You can watch from behind your computer screen or your phone. But we really find that people get the most out of this when they do it in community. So if you're in a church, could you see if they could put it on on a big screen? Um, Or could you just invite a couple of friends over and say, hey, come over to my living room and we'll watch this. And then we produce notes. They're on our website, all free again, um, with some discussion questions, just some ideas to get the conversation going. So we hope that's really helpful for you. But we're going to head over now to my conversation with Jade. My guest today is Jade Farmer. Jade heads up Tear Fund's youth and student work in Northern Ireland, and she's passionate about growing a community of young people who believe that together they can end extreme poverty. But her greatest privilege in life is being a wife and being a mum to two children who are currently three and one. Jade, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's lovely to be with you. So I wanted to start off by hearing a little bit about you and your work at Tear Fund. Um, so what does being God's child mean to you as you do your job and as you go about your life? Yeah, so I was I was reading the little book that you sent through um, last night and I love that bit that you put in about being a child of God, that piano story. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it. I think I'm going to encourage the listeners to go and read it for themselves. But I really felt that that was touching and actually really summed up really well being a child of God <clears throat> I think um, for me I have had this real understanding of being a child of God a deeper understanding let's say of being a child of God since becoming a parent um, I think you know you hear about it in church you're brought up to know 
you know, we're children of God, but really until you become a parent and you understand the love that you feel for a child, um, it's only then that you really can understand that father's heart um, and how much he loves us. It's like people try to tell us how much we're going to love um, our children, um, but we just can't quite picture it until we have them and then we realize how intense and overwhelming it is and how much you would do for them um and so I would say look I could talk about this all day but (laughs) to answer your question um one thing for me is a daily reminder of um I might be a wife I might be a mother I might be a manager at work but first and foremost I am a child of God um and I guess that looks like that classic childlike characteristic of dependence. You know, our children are completely and wholly dependent on us from they're born. Um, and God wants us to live in that state of um, dependence on him. And so, you know, we carry the responsibility of being parents, of putting food on the table, of paying the bills, of speaking life into our children and all those things. Um, but yet, God wants us to be dependent on him for those things. And so for me, that's like a daily practice of before anything, really, God, I'm dependent on you today. I need you to speak life into this situation. God, I need you to help me be the best parent I can be. I'm dependent on you for this. Before I go into a meeting at work, I'm praying, God, speak through me in this meeting. Um, Lead me in this. Um, Even before the podcast Today, I was praying, God, speak through me, lead me, help me to say the right things and the things that are going to help people and encourage people today. And that's how God wants us to live. He doesn't want us to feel the weight of the world on our shoulders and carry the responsibility ourselves. He wants us to just hand it to him and walk with him. And yeah, I would say it's a practice. Our human nature is just trying to grab things and I can do this myself, but actually setting it down and going, God. I need you in the big things and in the daily small things too. So good. And I love how you've linked that to every area of your life, like your work as well and you being a parent and because you can't be a child part-time, right? Like if you're someone's child, (laughs) you're always their child. But sometimes we do that with God and say, look, God, I'm happy to chat to you about this area of my life, but in this other area, I'm good, thanks. I'll do it on my own. So yeah, I love how you kind of brought that in. So let's talk a little bit about your work. So you work for Tear Funds. And um, one of the things we we draw out in the book is that every day God is working to transform the world. And part of being his child is joining in with him to do that. It's something that's really important to him. And he wants it for us as his children as well to partner with him. And uh, I said in the introduction, you guys at Tear Fund, you really believe that as a generation together, we can end extreme poverty. But let's talk really practically, you know, what what are some of the ways that we can get involved in being doing that? Hmm. Um, so I my role within Tear Fund is I am the Youth and Emerging Generations Manager in Northern Ireland. And so a lot of what I do is um I network with youth leaders, church leaders, um, I'll go into youth groups and student groups and teach that real biblical call of justice um and we look at different issues like you know racial injustice and climate injustice and um and extreme poverty and what we really want to teach is what does the bible 
tell us about those issues? How does the Bible show us to tackle these issues? And what does the Bible teach us and um, and, and guide us um, around these issues? Um, and we see so many young people and students because that generation or the open generation, um, and they're known for the, like, the generation that is going to make the biggest difference. And I love that. Um, they're the biggest generation that we've ever seen before in history. And we see so many young people and students grab the heart of that um, and go on after hearing these teachings and they fundraise to make a difference. They um, campaign to make a difference. They use their voice on social media and different things to make a difference. And so, you know, no matter what age you are, there's so many different ways you can get involved and so many things that you can do. Yes, to partner with Tear Fund, to partner with God in this, because all these things we believe is God's heart to, you know, um, to end extreme poverty and other injustice issues like that. And so um, for anyone listening, you can you can check out our website, but we encourage um we can encourage people first and foremost to pray. I would say that is we always start with you can pray because not only does your prayer make a difference, it does. You know, we we know that when we pray and when we partner with God, he does the impossible. But the thing that I love about praying for these issues and praying for people in extreme poverty and praying for the work of Tear Fund is it transforms us and it transforms our hearts. Um, when we commit to prayer, not just a one-off prayer of oh, God help those people, you know, but when we commit to praying, God breaks our heart for what breaks his, doesn't he? Um, and so I really feel like that's why I'm always encouraging young people that I'm working with. And when we're speaking in churches, pray and allow God to actually break your heart for these issues. Um and I guarantee you'll go on to do other things that make a difference. So we can pray. We encourage people to take action through our campaigns. Our current campaign is a rubbish campaign. That's what it's literally called. It's not <laughs> to play on words. Um, but yes, pretty much plastic waste and rubbish waste is a huge, huge issue um, affecting people all over the globe. And um, just a little statistic is every 30 seconds, one person dies from the effects of mismanaged waste, which wow. is a really alarming statistic. And it really shows us, you know, we see, you know, the effects of pollution in our countries, but not anywhere near the amount that some of our global neighbours experience. You know, the river's completely saturated with rubbish and plastic waste, and they have no safe way of disposing of rubbish. And so um, the rubbish campaign is great because it gives us a real practical way of getting involved. You can go online and you can sign the petition um, where pretty much 200 governments are coming together that the biggest amount that we've ever seen coming together to renegotiate and change things and make a difference. Um, and so you can sign this to really put pressure on governments to make changes at the top um, and it will make a huge difference. So that's one way I wanted to put a real specific plug on that. Um, and obviously you can fundraise, you can um, attend to your fund events. We see people leave um, money in their will for tier fund, legacy we call that. Um, there's so many ways to get involved. Um, there's something for everyone really um, to put their hand to the plow and, and make a difference. 
Yeah, and I love that. You're sort of not assuming a one-size-fits-all, but knowing different families, different kids, teenagers, students are going to engage with this in different ways. So I love that you've got like just, just a whole host of ways to do that. I'm thinking specifically about parents and carers. Most of us listening are parents or carers of some sort, and we want to help our children and young people to do this. I just wondered if you had any specific examples of of how we might do that in that parental role. So that might be us doing something and creating windows for our children and young people. It might be things that we can do together as whole families or things where we empower our children and young people. and We say, hey, you go and do it and we get out of the way and let them get on with it. Um, Do you have any kind of ideas along those lines? Yeah, yeah. um, I could give a whole wealth of um, examples of this because we have some amazing families who really encourage their children and young people to get involved. Um, But I'll only give you one because we don't have all day. But um, I would say the first thing I would encourage any parent or carer to do is to pray with your kids and you know, probably a lot of people listen, they already do that at bedtime. And why not, you know, start praying about some of these issues? Your your children from such a young age are aware of things happening in the world from four or five, you know, they're going to school and they're hearing of, you know, the earthquakes and different things that are happening. Why not take time each evening to pray um, for our global neighbours, to pray for justice issues like that. Um, you know, you'd be surprised what your children can, you know, understand. And we, we believe in the, the power of childlike faith. And so just taking time and even just to pray um, and get your children to pray um, for the boys and girls in another country who maybe aren't um, as privileged and maybe don't live a privileged life as we do. Um, And again, like I said before, prayer changes our heart. So not only are we believing that their childlike faith will make a difference and move mountains, but I believe that when when we do that daily with them, when we're praying about these issues, God will be using that and and really... um, increase in passion in their heart to go on and do something incredible with their life and tackle these justice issues um and one example um which we were all just so encouraged about um was just a few months ago um a mother reached out to us her little girl who i think she was about five or six she had heard um all the different things on the news about the the earthquake in turkey and syria and how little families and the little boys and girls were so um, badly affected from this and she said to her mom I want to make a difference I want to raise money to help the boys and girls in Turkey is what she said and this little girl five or six she went on to do a sponsored walk so you know nothing really complicated she didn't walk super far you know because she's obviously you know a tiny child Um, but she raised I think it was over like 2000 for um the work of tier fund and it was actually it went towards the dc appeal um in turkey and syria and oh, we were just so encouraged it wasn't you know her mom said it was all her idea you know um and then her mom knew that we were doing stuff and reached out to us so um what a powerful example of how our kids you know, can make a huge difference. Sometimes we think, oh, they couldn't understand that or they wouldn't know how to do that. But actually, you know, we just believe that God is actually 
doing something in their heart when we're praying and we're talking to them them about these things obviously in a in a a paired back way um and so yeah I think that's a great example of that I love it I love that the parent um sort of picks up on what her idea was we talk a lot at parenting for faith about surfing the waves which is kind of spotting where your child has an interest or a passion or an anger for something and saying okay you know what are you going to do about that and just coming alongside to support obviously that girl probably uh had someone walking with her and someone helping her collect the sponsorship and all that kind of thing so the parents were involved but um letting her lead and I liked what you were saying too about praying because it just strikes me that there's so many everyday things that you could link prayer to you know your rubbish campaign we throw stuff in the bin all the time. You know, why not make that a time to chat to God about how rubbish it is that people die from rubbish and ask him to help them? Or I don't know, when you go to the toilet, uh, telling your kids, you know, not every child has a toilet that they can go and use. Why don't you ask God what he wants you to do about that while you're on the toilet? Or, uh, you know, yeah. tell him who you'd like to pray for today. There's just so many things that are part of our normal everyday life that you know maybe we could link into that prayer so it seems like a really a really good place to start and I love that because what you're saying is just it doesn't have to be this big thing in the morning or the evening it's just this daily you know rhythm of in every moment um bringing these things before God and that's that's great because kids need little examples like that too so you know just as you say, when you're taking out the rubbish or, you know, you're potty training and they're on the toilet, what a great time to kind of talk about these little issues um, and raise awareness in their hearts. Um, Love it. So I wanted to ask you, I mean, this sounds great. We're chatting now and I'm ready to go and take on the world. You know, I've got loads of ideas, but it's easy to feel a bit overwhelmed by the scale of some of these problems or like our lives are already so busy. We're just trying to get everyone dressed and in the right place at the right time and like deal with all our own stuff. We can end up just feeling like it's too much. Like, I don't know, like there are kind of barriers to get involved. I just wondered what you feel like are the main issues that kind of stop people getting involved and joining in with this stuff. And if you've got any ideas to help us overcome those. Yeah, I feel like I have a real personal experience of this, which helps me to understand um, when other people are feeling this way. Um, Before I worked for Tear Fund, I was a youth pastor for about nine years. um, And we did lots of different um, trips. We took young people. We had an internship and um, we partnered with charities all over the globe and did different trips like that which were incredible but um I couldn't help but feeling after these trips sometimes and you know we've seen great work you know we helped build hospitals and different things like that but you come home and you think wow did we really make a difference the need is so great um and it just felt overwhelming like you say to the sense of almost you felt powerless um And I think that there are so many people who are passionate about these issues and they've heard them talked about, they've seen them on the TV and all these things, but they just sort of feel powerless because they think, how can I really make a difference? Even if I give, you know, this money per month, like, is it really going to make a difference? Is it really going to change anything? Um, And 
working for Tearfund for me um, over the last year has been a real learning curve, actually. And I've been so encouraged because, um, and I know there are other incredible um, charities and organizations that do this too, but Tearfund are focused on going to those root issues not putting a plaster over an issue um and obviously we we do meet those those needs emergency appeals and things like that come up but at tier fund we we do a lot of work um and it's called our cct work church and community transformation and what we see is um you know teams training people on the ground who live in these communities and training them on how to grow crops in the right place and um, and empowering them because we believe that God has given us all gifts and talents and we believe that our, our neighbours in the global south and, um, and in those countries that are experiencing extreme poverty is no different. Those people are talented and gifted and God wants to use them to help lift themselves and their communities out of poverty um, and I could ramble on about this for a long time but just one example is a town um, a village called Burundi um, and you can see this it's our actual it's our acquisition campaign at the minute so it's um, advertised on TV and you can see it online and all our social media platforms but it's a real life story a true story of how um just by doing training through the church, the local church in Burundi, they have went on to build a health centre um, with doctors and nurses, schools. Um, they have water and their own food source. Um, and just this incredible transformation that not only has just made a difference to their day-to-day -day life for a month or two months, but has broken that generational curse almost that, the young people growing up are experiencing a completely different life and narrative to you know their parents or their grandparents um and when i hear stories of that i feel empowered because i feel like you know when we actually go to the root issue we can see change that could and we believe at tier fund will end extreme poverty it does not have to be this way and i think when people hear that narrative it, it makes them, instead of feeling powerless and overwhelmed, they feel empowered um, to help make a difference. Um, yeah, so I, I hope that answered the question. I feel like that definitely is a barrier to people. They think, what is my 10 pounds a month? Or what is my, you know, what difference is that really going to make? And actually, mm. it can make a real huge difference when we, when we look at um, what training can do. And I, um, there was a there was an article that came out a few months ago and it, it pretty much said that when we give into tier funds, they looked into it and there's a tenfold return on your investment. And I love that, not from a financial perspective, but I love that because we are investing into something that um, has this huge investment. It's not just a one-off thing. It's, it's changing lives forever. Um, and I think that's really powerful. Mm. And what I'm hearing there is there's a real opportunity for parents and carers to frame for their children and teenagers uh, what this issue looks like, but also their involvement with it. So 
like you were saying earlier, the classic thing is you see on the news there's an earthquake or, you know, there's been a natural disaster. And so maybe you want to raise money and help for it. And that's great. That helps those people in that emergency situation. But actually, if this is a conversation that we're having all the time, or even if in those moments we can say, hey, this isn't just about helping people to get through natural disasters or, you know, awful things that happen. Extreme poverty poverty is a problem all year round in all sorts of different areas of the world. You know, that matters to God. Let's chat to him about how he'd like us to be involved and some of those ways that uh, really empower people and enable longer lasting change like you were saying not just sticking a plaster over it but how can we get involved right at those beginning stages and equip people and empower them all those kind of things and share those good news stories you know you might have to do a little bit of bit of research a bit of googling or subscribing to tier fund or other people's mailing list just to say okay you know how we've been praying about that or we gave some money towards that look at what a difference this has made and and kind of encouraging them with that so we pretty much do need to wrap up there, but I didn't. Uh, I do just want to end by asking you: How can people find out more about Tier Fund and some of the things that you've mentioned? What's the best way for people to do that? Um, well, I would say probably, I guess people are you know using social media a lot these days. <laughs> so a way to keep kind of with the you know weekly and daily things that are going on. Or, or Instagram account um, is a great place, or Facebook, um, you can check those out. Obviously, it's Tear Fund. Um, it'll be easy to find on there. Um, but if you want to go on and see how you can get involved, um, I would encourage you to go to our website, which, again, you can find on all our social media platforms, but it's www.tearfund.org. Um, and on there, you'll see all the different things that are going on, the campaigns. There's some, um, just like you actually mentioned, Anna, people need stories. And so there's a whole section there on stories um, of real people and how they have experienced transformation. And so you can read those there and obviously how to get involved. Um, so, yeah, check it out. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for your time, Jade. It's been great chatting with you. We like to end the podcast with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. A question with no right answer, just to get you talking. This week's question is, where in the world would you like to make a difference? Really hope that you found today's sessions helpful. If you have, would you consider making a donation to support us at brf.org.uk forward slash donate. That link will be in the show notes. We've got a web guy called Stuart who's been working super hard on making our donation page really clear, really secure. It's easy to see where your money's going and to know that it's gone through. It will take you a couple of clicks and it makes a huge, huge difference to us to be able to keep producing this podcast and keep producing all the resources that Parenting for Faith does to help parents and carers, to help their children meet and know God. So you can do that just as a one-off or you can become a friend of Parenting for Faith by giving £2 a month or more. Thanks so much for partnering with us. We'll be back next week where I'm going to be talking to Ollie Goldenberg about using the family name. What difference does it make that we're in God's family, that we have our identity and our authority from him? See you next week. Bye.
thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week, and why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.